Posse Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom Grassi. And today we're going to be uh, highlighting, previewing the Saturday night football matchup between the Carolina Panthers and the Green Bay Packers. And so I have brought on a favorite from the Panthers subreddit to join us today, Shells. Thanks for joining, bud. Much appreciated. Not a problem, Tom. Thanks for, being, thanks for having me here, man. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you. And, uh-huh. you know, I was looking forward to this conversation, not just with you, but in more of like the Panthers are a strange phenomenon to me because like they could have games like they did on Sunday <laughs> against the, the Broncos. Yeah. And then they could have games like they did against the Chiefs and they almost beat the Chiefs. So, like, I just want to talk to you and know what the hell is going on this season because it seems like it's it's hot and cold right now. You know, Tom, it's a little bit less confusing if you're watching all the games for <laughs> the last several years. Look, it's it looks like we have very good games and then very bad games. What it is is that this is a team that loves to almost get you there. <laughs> this is a team that likes to trick you into believing for just half a second. Half a second, you can get right there to the finish line. You're right there at the water's edge, but you're not allowed to take a drink. <laughs> not allowed to drink. You can look at it. I got you. Exactly. So, Because here's the thing. I've heard this moniker associated with your team. I've also heard it with the Bengals, the Cardiac Cats. I've heard, I've heard that go around. So you're basically oh, yeah. cl- you're claiming that name, and you're like, no, that's, that's us. Oh. That's exactly what it is. Even in our wins, it's it's you yeah. never know until the clock hits zero. You just never know until it hits zero. And I find that, like, you know, heading into this season, the Panthers were an interesting team in which I would argue the vast majority of people, including myself, thought I was like, okay, this is like rebuild mode, right? In which, like, you get a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, who I like. I like Teddy Bridgewater a lot, you know, and, and he showed that he could win with the Saints. And, you know, obviously he was in Minnesota for all of those years. And I always liked Teddy. had no issues with him. New head coach, you know, you had some big defensive players leaving like Luke Keekley. You know, there, there was a lot of change that was going on in Carolina. And plus you were in a very, very competitive division. So before we like get to any of like the, the getting rid of guys and the exoduses and all that great, wonderful stuff, I do want to ask you kind of like heading into this season before everything started, kind of like what was your mindset and how did you, or what was your expectations of the Panthers this year? My expectations for the Panthers <laughs> is actually the exact opposite of how things are going right now. Oh. I thought we'd have an elite offense. I believe, look, I, I got, I got tricked. Those part of me, part of me knew that Teddy Bridgewater would have some, you know, growing pains, uh, getting integrated with the system. You know, every team had coronavirus and whatnot, but as you know, we have, I mean, new head coach, new OC, new DC new quarterback and the scheme was all different and whatnot. But when you saw that we drafted seven, all seven rounds of defense. And, you know, like you mentioned the exodus of all these brand name players, faces of the franchise, uh, the defense looked very, very weak. I thought it was going to be very great offense led by Christian McCaffrey. And then obviously Teddy doing what he does. And then the defense would look so bad that we'd be scoring 45 points a game but allowing 50, yeah. but the defense looks like, looks really good so far. Yeah. I, I think it's crazy how that happened. I, 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 I know that a lot of Panthers were just like, Oh damn, like we're just going full defense, like just like hardcore leaning into it in the draft. And it makes sense, right? Like a guy like Luke Keekley leaves, which is not really anticipated. Right. And you're not just like, all. Oh, 
okay, he, he's gone now. And, and, and you, as you mentioned, there's already so many changes for you. Was there one that kind of like stood out to you the most? Obviously there's no more cam, you know, Greg Olson is on there too. Like you also have Luke Keekley. Was there like one where you're like, Oh, okay. That one's going to hurt more than the others. The big one for me was definitely Luke. I think the easy answer may have been Cam, yeah. but he had so many, you know, season-ending injuries. And I've been saying on my channel for a while that if you don't give a guy, a franchise quarterback, a long-term deal before his last year on his contract, then you have to let him go. And it's, it was going to be hard to really, uh, you know, bet on his health for five, four years, whatever that was going to be for a contract. I thought Luke just randomly saying, you know what? I just can't play anymore. I'm done with it. I'll come back and be a scout or whatever it is. I mean, I'll come back and, you know, help you guys out with that, but just calling it quits and him being, I think one of the only, I would say three very, very easily, obviously elite middle linebackers, uh, a do it all guy who's strong, fast can hit you and can cover. I mean, he was the, the last of, of one of the most like, so you could ask to do anything, and everything, and he'll do it. Yeah, that, that, that hit that hit really hard. Hit extremely hard. Yeah, because it's funny because I've talked to Panthers fans over the years, and like some of them have mixed feelings on Cam. Right? They were just like, oh, like you know, considering what the Patriots signed him for, right? Mm-hmm. Which was literally like a bottom of the barrel. Like, here's a dollar, buddy. Like that. That's exactly. essentially what it exactly. felt like. I was like, okay, maybe they could have kept him. But did you see that as like the right move at the time of bringing in a guy like Teddy Bridgewater? And it was just something like new, right? It was like a fresh face. You hopefully didn't have to worry about like, you know, significant injuries at the time where you're like, okay, like this is the right move or especially after Newton got signed where you're like, maybe a little like, uh, maybe there's a little regret there. Okay. I'm like half and half on this. So first of all, I thought it was time to move on from cam just because I thought it'd be hard to, really bet on, you know, four or five years of health if you gave him a long-term contract or you you play him on the last year of his deal and you get nothing. I thought we could maybe get something for him in a trade. We couldn't do anything. That was actually very yeah. shocking. I, that, that hurt a lot. That yeah. hurt a lot. But uh, I thought that that we could at least get something. And if that didn't work out, then, well, at least you have – you can go forward this year. A guy like Teddy Bridgewater, he's not going to be the reason you, you know – he won't put the team over the top. He won't be the yeah. reason you win games, but I thought that he wouldn't be the reason you lose games. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he'll be a game, a, a very good game manager, sure. like a good middle of the pack quarterback who can help you stay afloat. And as long as everyone else has a job, you're going to win games. But at the same time, I was thinking, you know, if we're going to sign him for, it's, it was a three-year, $63 million contract, yeah. but with a really strong out after year two. So it makes maybe like 48 million over that, uh, over the first two years. Uh, I thought, well, may as well just keep, you know, PJ Walker or, or even Will Greer. We traded Kyle Allen away. Uh, and that got us Jeremy Chin, but, but I figured, you know, if you're just going to lose games or you'll be in the middle of the pack, try to get what six, seven wins, you may as well just go with, with extremely cheap talent, make sure you can, you, you win the sweepstakes for one of those quarterbacks. I didn't know the Jets will be you know, what the Jets are. And then the Jets. <laughs> oh, baby, they're, they're the head of the pack when it comes yeah, to the yeah. tanking sweepstakes. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're light years ahead of the competition. They have the game on lock. But, uh, <laughs> but, but I thought, you know, if you're trying to, like, be middling, maybe you just go with one of these unknowns and you just say, look, if we're going to lose, we're just going to lose in, in, in fantastic fashion. Yeah. But, but 
I thought that maybe, maybe the Teddy Bridgewater signing wasn't about winning. Maybe it was about, you know, we got Joe Brady from LSU. And uh, I thought it was about him in his first year. You just want to limit test, see what his offense can look like. Maybe Teddy wouldn't be your long-term quarterback, but if you can limit test and see what, uh, what a hint of his offense might look like with a competent quarterback, rather than one of these obvious backup fringe quarterbacks we have at two and three, then maybe you can say, okay, if we look like this with Teddy Bridgewater, then imagine what we look like with our, with our franchise guy. Sure. And so we, we get Joe Brady, something to really work with. And uh, that worked out not very well. <laughs> well, and, and so that begs the question then, okay, so we're 15 weeks into this season, right? And you're talking about the offense is struggling and listen, right? Like Christian McCaffrey has been injured the vast majority of the season. I yeah. trust, trust me. My fantasy <laughs> teams have felt that uh, it is, it is hurt, but um, would you like, how would you analyze how Teddy Bridgewater has done thus far? Like, obviously you said after year two, like there's a major out that's going to help, you know, kind of everybody mm-hmm. like are the Panthers, do you think, are they going to be targeting a quarterback in this draft? Are they going to be too far, like, you know, ahead of the pack to actually get one of those elite guys in your opinion, you know, kind of what's the strategy going forward with the guy behind center? Okay. So for your first question, how would I analyze Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy is just slightly under what I expected. He's, he's good enough in the first three quarters. I like, I'm, I'm, I'm all right with Teddy in the first three quarters. Maybe the time management clock management could be a little bit better, but for Teddy, I'm, I'm cool with that. What happens with Teddy is when it comes down to last possession of the game, two, three minutes on the clock, you have the ball. Yeah. Teddy forgets what football is. He has no idea what football is. And that's not a small sample size of maybe one or two games. Sure. We have seven games this year where our offense has had the ball with two to three minutes on the clock with a chance to either tie or go ahead and win. And we fail. So, so uh, it, it seems like either it's a pressure thing or it's a, a time. Th- I don't know what it is. It feels like, it feels like he feels pressure in must win situations and we're throwing two yard checkdowns on fourth and eight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But as for moving forward in the draft, I think a lot of Panthers fans want to see us pick a quarterback, but the way I see it, if it's not Trevor Lawrence, if it's not Justin Fields, I think guys like Trey Lance and uh, what's his name? Owen Wilson. Uh, oh, Zach Wilson. Zach, yeah, yeah, Zach Wilson. <laughs> I wish uh, it was Owen Wilson. Wait, Owen Wilson. <laughs> Owen Wilson. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, Edwin Winslow in the, in, the, in the building. But uh, but um, if it's not those two, then I'm not 100% sold on if we're in the if we're even the running for those two. I think you have to be like number six or seven ish, I guess, to pick up those guys. Um, I'm not really all that sold on that. I think we're gonna not be not not be all that great next year anyway. So we'll still be in the running for a quarterback. I think that this team needs to finally address an O-line so that when you do have a quarterback, you're not sitting there with a quarterback you drafted number six or seven, and in year two, he's already hurt because he's getting hit. <coughs> Joe a, Burrow. In a, in a, yeah. Exactly. In a division, in division where you see the well, I guess the, the Bucks and the Saints have have a good uh have a good D-line. Yeah. Um the Falcons, their defense gets hurt week two every year so I mean, they're, they're, they're the falcons <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so so i i understand why people want a quarterback i would i would want a quarterback too if we were you know horrible 
Yeah. If we were going for for uh, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, then I'm 100 percent down. I just don't believe that that Trey Lance is is uh is the guy for this team in a way that in in, in a way that you know an offensive lineman couldn't be more impactful for right now. And there's going to be quarterbacks in the future. So I think yeah. that that's the better, the better choice. Well, I think also too, like, you know, talking about, and, and, and listen, like offensive linemen are never the sexy pick, right? Like no one's exactly. like, it's just like, Oh man, so happy. We got that. Like, Oh, really? It really gets my heart fluttering. Gotta make sure I get that Jersey. That usually is not the case. Yeah. You know, love that but, guy's highlights. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> You're like, blocked but at the same time though you look at like the best teams in the league right and they are usually surrounded by guys who can protect their quarterback and in terms of like in the terms of the panthers you have christian mccaffrey you get an offensive line up there like that's only going to help him be even more explosive and like you know and, and increase that game as well because i feel like for the panthers and please correct me if i'm wrong it's this idea of like you have a lot of really good pieces, right? You have your your franchise running back slash wide receiver as the future, right? Because CMC can be pretty much do everything. Oh yeah, you know DJ Moore has been great. You know he's been good. Robbie Anderson has been, in my opinion, like a nice surprise. You guys, listen, he's just like counting his lucky stars that he got out of New Jersey and got exactly. out of uh, the Jets, and he's just like, listen, I don't care how bad we are, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and, and obviously on the defensive side, like, you know, Brian Burns, you know, he's, he's been real, real good. I know Packers fans wanted to get him. So they feel a little bit jaded about that, but mm -hmm. for you, I mean, like, I think that there's like a positive outlook and now like you said, the, the head coach, I assume we're happy with right this second. It's about like yeah. putting the pieces together now to be successful, like, you know, long-term. Oh yeah. 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 I think you, I think you nailed it on the head. That's, that's the way I feel about this team in general. I think that we have a lot of really good, Maybe I don't want to say great, but some very, very good individual pieces right now. And I think it's all about finding the other supporting cast, the other supporting roles to meld it together to have a full, like good team. We have yeah. guys everywhere. I mean, even like Jeremy Chin um, is in the running, I think in the running to be the fifth rookie of the year. Mm. He, I mean, he had two scoop and score touchdowns in one game. And he's been he's been like lights out, I think the most consistent player on the defense this whole year. And like you highlighted. Just about everywhere you look on our skill positions on offense, we look good. We look really good. Um, Matt Rule has been a good coach. I like him. Phil Snow has made our defense look a, look a lot better than what we had going on the past couple of years. Um, we're we're in a rebuild mode, and I think it's going to take obviously more than just one year sure. to get right after losing all those names we lost in one season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, again, like, I don't think there could be the, I honestly, I was impressed with how competitive you were this year, considering all of those names that were gone. And like, oh yeah, you said like, those are big names, like Luke Keekley leaving a team. You're like, oh crap. I mean, listen, the Packers have been looking for a middle linebacker for ever. Like they've been looking right. for like quite <laughs> some time. So like, I, I get it. I totally, totally get it. And you know, I think that the fact that you're able to go toe to toe with some of these teams and I at least make it incredibly competitive, you know, I think that's a testament kind of whether it's to the coaching staff or whether it's just to those players who don't want to like roll over and tank, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and want to be a competitive football team. And I think, you know, kind of looking ahead, you know, even past this year, you look at the division that you're in, the Falcons, the Falcons are going in full rebuild mode. Like they're, they're going to be rebuilding for a bit right like you yeah, know who knows yeah, what, what ryan is gonna happen you know julio is getting up there you know still effective guy but he's, he's he's getting up there their defense who knows what the hell you alluded to they get injured every five seconds so that's it and then you look at the saints and the buccaneers who both have aging qbs 
you know, and, and they're due at some point within the next year or so, you know, for a changing of the guard. So uh-huh. what I'm kind of getting at is that if you time this right, you know, you might be starting to like get your ascent going while they're on the decline. And I think that opens the door for the Panthers. Exactly. I think, you know, even with the Saints, even more so because they're in they're in cap hell. They've been in cap hell for a while, but they're in like they have to be in like giga cap hell after they're, this they're year. Down. Like they have to win this year. They have to win yeah. this year. And then they're gonna have a decade of 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 not being very good at all. So yeah, I think with the Bucks and the uh and the Saints uh being a lot worse soon. And the Falcons, even when they look good, even in the years where they're projected to look good, they're gonna get hurt. Yeah. They're, they're gonna get hurt and they're gonna disappoint. I, I thought, look, they, they just fired their coach. Uh, there's a lot of things going on with the Falcons that it, it's always been so funny to see the Falcons pre preseason get ranked ahead of us, and then we're both bad. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, welcome to the club, buddy. Like, <laughs> like hey, hey. <laughs> they they didn't expect you to be bad. This is worse on you. Now yeah. us, they thought we were gonna be bad regardless. So it, it is what it is. We had low expectations, baby, <laughs> and we met them. <laughs> we met that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I, and it's fun. like, I feel like there has been some great moments as just like a team in the NFC South that even like, like the Panthers have struggled. You look and you're like, uh, whether it's the saints getting knocked out by the Vikings twice, or it's 28 to mm-hmm. three, like there has to be like that little bit of just like, yeah. Okay. I mean, oh, we yeah. didn't win, oh, yeah. but kind of whatever happened to you was worse. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm looking, I'm, I'm actually rooting for the saints right now because I know during the regular season, they can do. They can be the best team in the league. I'm waiting for my boys in black and white. I'm waiting for my boys in the stripes to do what I do, what I tell them to do. They're gonna they're gonna get me right in the divisional round. Maybe in the NFC Championship game. I don't know. I don't know. But my boys are gonna they're gonna do their job. They'll, they're they'll, do, they're they'll, they'll the Venmo and they'll and they'll get and they'll be like, I got you. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They listen. They accuse the Packers of doing it all the time. So I'm, I'm all about it. Listen, just got to give the refs the right amount of money. So this Saturday, um, you got the the Packers and the and the Panthers squaring off on Saturday Night Football. Um, it seems like Christian McCaffrey is not going to be available for that game. Um, I know, I think someone tweeted that out earlier today or yesterday. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So kind of like looking ahead and uh, to that game, what do you think needs to happen in order for the Panthers to take down the Packers? <laughs> is that a, is that a pondering of just like man i'm about to blow this guy's mind or it's just like crap <laughs> let me tell you three <laughs> easy steps to beating the packers and write this down look okay aaron Rodgers, your quarterback right him. yeah got him okay yeah, yeah. he's a um, he's a familiar face around that place i've heard of him before yeah he uh he forgets the directions to the stadium that's number one gets lost got it okay number two the rest of the team forgets the games on saturday oh we show stays home yeah come sunday it happens daylight savings time too yeah Yeah, exactly you lose how many hours i don't even know i i can't pay attention to all that i think like at least six yeah exactly so and then number three Profit. If you get yeah. number three, if you get number three, it's, it's already it's already problematic. It's already okay, problematic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they okay. So Rogers GPS just sends them the wrong way. 
Um, mm-hmm. I don't think even he drives himself anymore, but it's okay. The, the driver, the Uber. Even just, more room for error. Good, good, good. Yeah, exactly, right? So, because Rogers knows how to get the stadium, but yeah. Uber, you know. He's a smart guy. Get, yeah. yeah, smart guy. Yeah, but okay. And then the team is just like, oh, no. Because, you know, the first game is on Saturday. It's crazy. You know, it's, yeah. I get it. Okay. Get caught watching fo- college football. You figure, oh, wait, I think it's going to be the stadium. And they just all forget at the same just, time. Yeah. No calls, no texts. Happens. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone but, yeah, very, very clear path to being the Packers on Saturday. I mean, a honestly, very clear that sounds pretty practical. You know, I think if, if it's just the team and I think it's possible, you know, you never know, you know, Matt LaFleur, second year head coach, you know, we're waiting for like that big mistake for him to make it. This, this could be his major error. They say so. any given Sunday, but it's very, very unpredictable Saturdays. There are, there are no NFL uh, statements, no, no real quotes about Saturday. So I think it's even more any given Sunday or on Saturday. Yeah. The, the parody in the NFL just like jumps leaps and bounds. When you start talking about different days, like at least yeah. Thursday at this point, right? It's like established yeah, we, every week, Mondays every week, but Saturday, you're just like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be off today. I, I think, I think, I think that is any uh, number of things can happen. Any I'm number. Send, of I'm going to send some texts to make sure that uh, they know that the game is on. So um, other than that, <laughs> what might, what, what could realistically happen? It would have to be the, <laughs> it would have to be your run game. Aaron Jones, mm-hmm. Jamal Williams have to just forget. They, they have to, what, wait, well, yeah. Both of them have to just, uh, just have to, get handled. I mean, yeah. if we can stop the run game, there's no play action. Brian Burns and Jeremy Chen have to hit Aaron Rodgers. I think it all starts with the run though. I think it starts with the sure. run. We don't have, we can't play man, first of all. And, oh, and Devante. sometimes when we're, when we're in zone and when we're, when we're in zone, bad things happen. Now um, I don't really know too much about your, uh, your tight end situations. Mercedes Lewis, is he still good? He is. He's usually more for like blocking schemes. Every now and then he rips one, but um, Robert Tunyon, big Bob Tunyon has been playing really, really well um, this year. So I know Jay Sternberger, I was out last week with a concussion. I don't know if he is going to be back, but um, yeah, Tunyon has been like the guy he's been getting a bunch of touchdowns this year. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's, that's really good for you guys because we cannot defend any tight ends. Oh, if you're okay. even if you're even halfway decent, and it's and it's hard to like bring up a game plan because with Luke, Luke was a middle linebacker who could actually handle tight ends. Sure. We have Shaq Thompson, who I I think he's all right. Did he deserve a four year, fifty four million dollar contract? We don't have time to get into that right now. But um, <laughs> but but he, he he was actually pretty decent in coverage when we had when we had you know lesser tier guys. I don't want to say any names, but lesser tier guys sure. out there. But um. But but Jeremy Chin, for how good he's been, I like Jeremy Chin. He he's he's smart. He's aware. He can tackle, and he actually is pretty good in coverage against receivers. He's just too small against any kind of tight end uh, at all. We have we have backup level uh, strong safeties. I, I like look. I like Justin Burris and I like Sam Franklin. Those are two names you never heard before. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, no, okay. never heard of him. No, exactly. So so these are guys who play well enough for their name recognition. Sure. But if they're playing, if they get lined up, especially in man against a tight end, that's going to be a, a big problem. And then, I mean, then you have Aaron Rodgers. I, I think the real big thing is to make you one dimensional, stop the run, make the Packers one dimensional, and then depend on our pass rush, which is just saying the defense as a whole has played really great. But 
It's going to have to be us getting takeaways and having our defense win the game for us. I don't, I don't, I don't see our offense going ahead and winning this game for us. It has to be the defense stopping you guys and then turning defense into offense. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting. You, you mentioned the deficiencies of the offensive line before and like our pass rush, like we're having flashes like Zadarius Smith is having a good season. I think he has over, I think he has about like 10 and a half sacks if I'm not mistaken. Um, Might've gotten another one, but they've been playing like pretty well. Rashawn Gary starting to come into his own. Um, and our secondary Jair Alexander has been one of the best corners in the league oh, this yeah. year. I want him. Yeah, I want him to draft recently too. Oh yeah. He's, he's a beautiful man. I love him. Um, and I think that, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if your pass rush, because the offensive line as a whole, there's a couple players who have been like, man, but the offensive line as a whole has been pretty darn well. Corey Lindsley, our center is out. Um, he's on IR for, so at least two more games, but um, Elton Jenkins, who is the most versatile offensive lineman in the league, has literally played every single position along the offensive line the ent- like this season. It's incredible. Wow. Um, wow. So, yeah, I think it's um, – if CMC was in that game, I'd be a lot more concerned because our run defense has been not so great this year. Um, but, I mean, I think you're still going to have opportunities to run the ball and maybe control the clock. And if, if that's the case in keeping Aaron Rodgers off the field, you know, there's there's definitely opportunities there. but. I think this is a game that the Packers should theoretically win. But then again, I thought we were going to blow out the Jaguars and that never happened. So, I mean, maybe it's a cat thing that we just have issues with. Yeah. Uh, the thing about the run game, I like Mike Davis. We have a, we have a guy named Mike Davis who's come in and he's played a he's lot played well. better than I expected. Yeah. He's been, he's been playing pretty well, but it seems like we're trying so hard to see what Teddy can do that, that it's, it. I mean, I'll put it to you this way. Chris McCaffrey has played, C-Max played three games this year. He still has just about half of the number of carries that Mike Davis has. Yeah. So, so we're not really using Mike Davis a lot. He, when he's gotten the ball, he's been pretty good. He's been very good actually, I think, but, um, but we just don't go to the run game at all. It's really a lot of Teddy Bridgewater and trying to either limit tests, see what he can do. Or I, I really, I really couldn't tell you what the, what the thought process is there with going sure. away from Mike Davis but I don't anticipate the run game being a huge issue for you guys this game. At least in terms that, of volume. I hope that I hope that every week because <laughs> ne- because next week is Derrick Henry. Oh, that's gonna be a. That's it's gonna, gonna hurt gonna me. Fun. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah. Just, it's gonna not hurt just me. not just you. Not just you. It's, it's <laughs> gonna be bad. It's good, but so. But you know what? It's a, it's the calm before the storm uh, at this case. But Shells, it's it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. I, I appreciate oh, yeah. you coming on and, and chatting a little Panthers Packers with me. Uh, can can you tell the people uh, where they can find you and absolutely everything that you do? Well, first off, uh, thanks for having me here, man. This was fun. A lot, really smooth thing you got going on here, man. I love what you got going on. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter, Shellatron, YouTube, of course. YouTube.com slash Shellatron. That is S-H-E-L-L-I-T-R-O. Three ends after that. There's three of them. You get, you, if you get to two, you got one more left. There's three ends. <laughs> it's Shellatron. Um, Instagram is the same. Everything, if, 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 it's, if it's social media, that name slash Shellatron. You can find me on my OnlyFans account. That's uh that's that's for the that's for the the real fans. That's, that's for, for the that's dedicated what, fans. That, no, look, if you, like, that's when it, Patreon's not enough. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. That's when you want the uh, the, the premium content. That's but it. uh, that's about that's about it though. About <laughs> it. <laughs> awesome man, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I wish you luck the rest of the season. Not Saturday, but uh, the rest of the season. 
Um, Thank you. Listen, Other and uh, I hope I, ho- I hope you crush the the uh, NFC South real soon. Real, real soon. And I hope you crush the Saints. <laughs> Buddy, you and me line. both. I want I want them to come to Lambeau so badly. So badly. Whether it's, whether it's you guys or the refs that do it, it doesn't matter to me. Whoever who, whoever gets the, the credit for it, I, as long as it happens. That's as it. long as it happens. As long as the end result is there. Listen, and if if the Saints somehow make it to the Super Bowl, as long as like Patrick Mahomes takes care of them in heartbreaking fashion. Oh yeah. Okay. The later it happens, the sweeter the disappointment <laughs> for Saints fans. As long as it happens. As like twenty eight to happens. three. Let's make it thirty five to three. Like let's 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 just put even more spice on top of it. Why stop there? That's Dream a little bigger. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Thank you, man. All right. Thanks for having me, man.